today I am joined by Sarah Bayliss um, and she's here on the Build Better Brands podcast because she is a business owner but she also works in nutrition and actually Sarah's been helping me um, with my my diet and my nutrition and um, I don't say this lightly she's kind of changed my life really and um I thought it was only right that I got her on the show because um yeah she's pretty awesome so thank you Sarah for being here welcome to the show thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for such nice words I'm blushing now (laughs) I know you are you didn't know I was going to say that did you but it's true no it's true you know Sarah's Sarah I mean, she'll tell you about it, but she hasn't always been a nutritionist, um, but she's a real expert in in her field. And I just think as someone that understands so much about the link between running your own business and looking after you, you know, I had to get you on because having met you, I've, I've realised how important that is. And, you know, we were talking before because... I've kind of slipped a bit. I don't always get it right, um, but that's okay. Um, and yeah, I just I just want people to get a bit of an insight into you and what you've been up to, um, and what you do really. So yeah, tell us a bit about you, Sarah. Um, well, firstly, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and um, yeah, Danielle, I've uh, very much enjoyed working with you since we've worked together. Um, so what do I well. I am a nutritional therapist. So what I do is I help people, I guess, navigate their lives a bit better. And it's it's more than food. You know, everyone thinks nutrition is all about what you eat. But yes, that is absolutely central to what I do. But what I help people do is think about how they're living their lives, how they're restoring themselves, how they're filling themselves up. what imbalances they may have around them, what areas of dysfunction they may have. And I try and work with them to identify these and improve the way that they live every day. So ultimately, I always talk about this idea of, you know, manage stress, restore balance and achieve greater happiness. And that's what I try and do with the people that I work with. And it's very much come about from my own story, my own experience having worked in marketing before I was a nutritionist and knowing that there were times in my previous career where I wasn't in balance. I wasn't sleeping well, I wasn't eating well, I was tired, my energy was low, I was very stressed and I didn't feel good. And I think that um, recognizing that and um, I started changing my own life just through diet first and I had, you know, my energy changed, my sleep changed. And I think that led me to this journey of, okay, well, what's going on? I want to learn more about physiology. I want to know more about how the body impacts the mind. And um, your energy, your motivation, your happiness, it's all linked to how we live every day and what we eat, what we breathe, what we take in. And that led me, you know, on this journey of re- retraining to become a nutritional therapist, which is probably the best thing I have ever done. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I wish I'd done it 10 years ago, but then I say maybe I wouldn't be here if I had done it 10 years ago. Yeah. Everything 
everything in my past has led to me to where I am today. And I think we're all on a path and you know, we may not have complete control of that, but there is that life has led me here. Yeah. Um amazing. Yeah, so so I guess I try and help people to restore balance and feel happy and great. Yeah. And the thing that stood out to me the most is when I when I met you and I say met, we've never actually met in person. <laughs> One day, one yeah, day. one day <laughs> when I discovered you um, online through um, it was through Qigong, wasn't it? I think yeah, through the yes, Qigong, yeah. um, which is an online community um, which was started by um, a mutual friend of ours, Mark Shaler, um, who you'll get to hear as well. He's agreed to be um, on the show, so really excited about that. But yeah, we met through that group and and. You know, I already had a perception of what nutritional therapy was. I I thought it was just about food. And what I've realized is it's it's so much more. And I think that's the thing that's so interesting about what you do. And and most people, I think that's what they think nutritional therapy is. I think it's it's about diet, but it really isn't just about that at all, is it? No, I mean, absolutely not. I think. It's about everything. You know, I when I work with my clients, the first thing we do is we talk about how that person lives, how they wake up in the morning, um, how they get out of bed, what they have for breakfast when they're outside, and we you know we work through the entire day, and it's um, it's about really getting in under the skin of how someone lives and um, how how their environment is working for them and this is what why people what this is what's really important about this is that nutrition is about the impact of the environment on us so what how we're living and how that's impacting how we're functioning and food is a major part of that but so is you know, how you sleep so is how much exercise you get so is the friendship network so is your connections and particularly your job and your work so when I'm thinking about optimizing someone's health I'm looking at all of those inputs how are they affecting someone's mental and physical health um, and that's why it's more than food because we need to look at all of those inputs and see which one may be causing dysfunction which one may be having a negative impact on someone's health and which one is you're driving symptoms and you know as we when we talk about stress it's a huge thing I think we're all exposed to it now stress is is emotional mental physical but stress is personal it's very perceived you know so anything that you feel stresses you as an individual will cause a stress response for your body so when we're thinking about you know, those inputs I need to understand quite detailed about how somebody lives and yeah. um, mm. how those things impact their lives. Yeah. And I think as well, for me, when when I started paying attention to the way I felt and, and my health and stuff more was when I became self-employed. Um, it happened during the pandemic. So I had a lot of time to, to notice the difference when... I was paying a bit more attention to my body. You know, we had that amazing weather at the start of lockdown. 
and I really took advantage of it you know I was I, I love being warm I hate being cold as you know <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was I was going outside and I was in the sun as much as possible and I was having longer more interrupt uninterrupted breakfasts and I really started to notice the difference and because I am self-employed I was very mindful that if I didn't take care of myself I can't really you know having a sick day means something very different when you're when it's you um so that was kind of the catalyst really for me to kind of start paying attention um and I mean was that the same for you you say you worked in marketing before you were employed and and obviously you self-employed was it was it that that kind of made you pay more attention to your own health and wellness your changing career yeah it was probably two things um one was that I changed jobs from a marketing agency and I went client side and the job was a lot less stressful and a lot more balanced hours and I noticed that um everything quite a lot changed in my physiology just by reducing that stress so my digestion started working I lost weight my energy improved and I was like well what's going on because I've not changed anything so then I realized at that point that how I was previously living was having quite a big impact on me so that was one part of it and then the other second part was um getting pregnant with my daughter and she has been probably the biggest catalyst for me um, because I wanted her to see her mum grow up um, being happy and being engaged in her work and loving what she did. And at the time, you know, I didn't, I enjoyed my time in marketing and it was, it was fun, but it wasn't me. And I wanted to do something for me. And I realised that this world of nutrition was something that I was getting into and I thought well I want to rechain while she's young and I want to be able to change other people's worlds and help them manage their stress help them manage how they're, they're eating or their sleep so it's probably both a changing career and my daughter that were a big catalyst for me amazing you talked there about changing people's worlds that's it's pretty awesome because that is literally what you do and that's what I said when we jumped on because you 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 have you've completely changed my mindset around you know what I eat and what I do um what you know do you see a link around people that that are self-employed or people that are employed by others you know is, is there a difference in in the sorts of people that you work with that you know do you see a pattern in those that look after themselves and those that don't, you know, around stress and nutrition and stuff like that? Um, I see what I guess I see is that people don't necessarily, this can be whether you're self-employed or whether you're employed, but people don't recognize the impact of stress on their body or don't recognize when they're in a stress state. And I think that is definitely a pattern I see. 
Now, what I also know is that, and this is coming from, you know, what you said in my own experience is that when you are self-employed, you have a greater responsibility in some ways than you do when you're not self-employed. And that is to yourself because you are your business, right? Yeah, yeah. And you, <laughs> you know, you haven't got somebody else there behind you. You are your business and therefore you need to be your best for whoever for whatever you're doing your services for your clients therefore you have to come first because when you put yourself first then you can function at your best so I, and I see a pattern in people not recognizing that and maybe seeing that um, almost the idea of them coming first seems selfish and seemed wrong but actually it's not you know if you if you think about it right if you put your energy into your wellness well not all of your if you put your energy into your wellness so that you feel your best then you can put all of your energy back into your function for your business or your family or whatever it is um and we you know I do see this pattern of there is you know people can hold up this medal for being too busy and overworking right there's there's some there's some pattern in jobs or 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 in women or around in men or whatever that to almost to be burnt out is a good thing because you've worked hard yeah and it's like a label that you hold and it's a proud thing and I don't think it is and I think we have to accept that being burnt out is not a good thing we all know it's not a good thing but for some reason we hold it as a badge of honor yeah, and I think that has to change. Yeah, that is really interesting because I remember being at work and I there was this this kind of um undertone there where if you if you went into work and you were ill, you know, you turned up at work and you know, maybe someone's coughing and the nose is streaming and they're sneezing, but they're at work. It was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm dying, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You're committed. Yeah. And it was seen as a as a, a good thing coming into work and, and pushing through it. I think with the current, you know, in the current climate, you know, someone only has to cough and everyone sort of jumps a mile now. So I think that's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah but there still is I think you're absolutely right there still is this this kind of badge badge of honor this idea of oh you know I'm not well but you know I'm a fighter I'm you know I'm a soldier I'm gonna push on through I'm so busy but it's all good and and you're right it's it's not no, and, and, and if you think about it logically, you know, you come, you trying to perform with focus and alertness when you're ill will not happen. So your ability to perform is minimized. And I think, I think it's obvious, but people don't recognize that in themselves. And I think that organizations are slowly recognizing this and that when we are optimal and we are alert, we, we perform better and we are more efficient. And I think that's the point here. It's like, 
when you're not at that, if you're not feeling well, then don't go to work, don't perform, rest so that the next day or the day after you can be efficient. Now you could probably do your job in one day rather than two. And I think it's that term, you know, often I talk about this to um, people who have their own business or people in, who are employees. It's, I talk about being a, a sort of corporate athlete. I don't like, you know, using the word corporate, but you're an athlete in your role. And you wouldn't get a top class tennis player coming on pitch to play a final if they were ill. Just wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they wouldn't play two finals in a row this next day. It just wouldn't happen. They know that they need to rest and they know in rest, they get stronger. And I think we need to take this mindset from the sports industry into our own world, into your business, into my business. We need to be our own athletes. And that means proper rest, proper restoration, whether that's food, fresh air, movement, sunlight, sleep, so that you can be alert and focused. And it's when we're alert and focused when we can perform. And that's why, and I'm totally believing this, why nutrition is at the heart of everything that we do. And particularly when it comes to performing at your best and to be your happiest. Um, because all of those things really, really do matter. I've, I've just had a bit of a, that was a bit of a mic drop moment for me then. When you <laughs> said, when you were talking about this, this corporate athlete and this idea of, actually if we if we take a leaf out of their books it it makes complete sense I think you need to get that printed or copyrighted or something <laughs> um but it, it really does it really does because you wouldn't like you'd never see an athlete or a footballer or anyone you know turning up if they weren't on top four yeah you'll be sent home yeah. And this is how we need to be in our own, we need to be our own athletes in our own businesses or, in our, or the employees that we work for. And I think that, you know, CEOs, managing directors, I think this will change. And I think that the pandemic is going to make this change. And the fact that, you know, stress is so high generally that if, People can understand that by giving that rest will improve focus and performance the other end and see that hit the bottom line, then, um, you know, things will change and mm. people will be happier, they'll perform better, um, they'll be more motivated, there'll be greater creativity uh, and you can change people's worlds that way. But it, it takes, you know, it does take that notion of you have to remember that you come first because when you put yourself first that you recognize those behaviors or those signs that you're not at your optimum and you take a step to make that change so that you can have that alertness and focus for whatever that you you do mm. what do you think you know people might be listening to this thinking okay yeah she's got a point but how do I you know how do they know that they're maybe not where there should be you know what 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 are the signs that yeah, is it pretty uh, straightforward or well I think this is difficult and it's not straightforward because it depends it's it depends on how you've been living and if you have normalized your behavior and your symptoms I see this 
often in people who are highly stressed, this normalization of operating um, at a level that is high, this constant stress level, and they've normalized that behavior. And if you've normalized that behavior, then you don't recognize those signs and symptoms. But often typical signs and symptoms you see of um, stress and overwork is you know, tiredness, lack of focus, brain fog, fatigue, headaches, um, poor digestion, um, sadness, um, not sleeping well, you know, not finding joy in the basic things. I mean, they can be broad, they can be really, really broad. But what, you know, I often try and do in the way that I work is help people know themselves better and help them understand if their symptoms should be there or not. But really, we should be living symptom free. We should be able to wake up in the morning and jump out of bed. We should be able to focus and do our work. We should be able to eat our lunch and we should come home and chill out and go to sleep. But if you're experiencing anything like headaches or digestive issues or skin issues or um, frequent coughs and colds, if you're feeling anxious, these are all signs that things aren't at what I would call equilibrium balance. Um, and they are often little signals that give us a reminder to stop and pause. And I think if we can try and stop and pause more often, maybe we can listen to the things that we feel more often. Um, so what I mean by that is just a few moments every day to check in with yourself. How is my stomach? Have I got a headache? Am I thirsty? Am I hungry? How's my skin feeling? Yeah. Am I sad? Um, more presence on the self will give you more signs about how you're how you are responding to the environment in which you live at, at this point in time. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you hear, you know, I don't know many people that say that they got straight out of bed in the morning and, and just got on with their day. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone that's like, yeah, I was up and I was feeling great. It's usually, oh, I put I put my phone on snooze and, oh, yeah, I needed... I was talking to someone, to one of my friends, actually, the other day, and he was talking about his partner and saying that they need... They're not a morning person and they need, before they actually leave the house to go to work, they need a coffee, then a green tea, and then another coffee before oh. they can, yeah. That's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> that is a lot of caffeine. And I think, you know, when I hear people not waking up, well, waking up feeling tired, I, I the first thing I'm thinking is, you know, what's happening in your day? You know, what are you doing in your day? How are you preparing for your sleep? How much sleep are you getting? How much rest are you getting? I think when you know people are waking up exhausted, you need to look back at what they did in the daytime. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously there's, there's sleep, there's sleep challenges there and there could be sleep issues in that particular person so they're not getting rest. I mean, there could be many, many reasons that are driving that lack of energy. Um, but that's become the norm for them. Yeah, the, and that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's normalising that behaviour. And I think that is where we have to be careful, which is why I always like to say is that 
I help you know yourself better because then you start to recognize what good feels like. So then you can know what bad feels like or not so good feels like. And then you can unwind the behavior. Um, and that's where, you know, and some things might be simple, right? They might be right. You know, you're not loud on your phone <laughs> or your computer when you finish work. Right? Yeah. Leave those things alone. This we've had those, to... we've had those conversations, don't we? So... <laughs> yeah. And often when I work with anyone, it's get the basics right. Let's get the sleep in place. Let's get balanced meals in place. Let's make sure you're having appropriate rest time. And then we see how symptoms are and there could be something more niggling or more dysfunction. And then, you know, there's other ways you can go. But yeah, it's it's that normalizing that behavior is um, when it becomes difficult to recognize if you're out of balance. Yeah. Um, I've got a few more questions that um, I'd like to ask before we kind of start to wrap up. Um, But I suppose what I really wanted to know is, obviously you've worked with lots of people. Now you've, you know, you really, as you say, you, you, you change people's worlds. What's, because I imagine, I, I think about, I'll be very honest. When I started working with you, there was a, there was a certain amount of, I was a little bit cynical. I wasn't quite sure <laughs> how it was going to pan out. If it, you know, if it was going to work, you know, when you were talking to me about finding 10 minutes of joy and, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd never approached my life in this way before. So I was, I was a bit cynical um, and I apologise um I love your honesty and that's like that's super important mm. I mean that's super important to me because then I know better how to help somebody when they share their honesty about these things yeah um so how have you found how has the reaction been from other people you you've worked with um well I mean this is hard from a like because one of the challenges about running your own business is taking feedback, whether mm, it's good and bad. Yeah. And I find it difficult to take good feedback because sometimes <laughs> I'm a bit like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> we just had a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um but I I feel like in most people I work with, I always have a response where I have I improve something or other. I don't, and I, I know that sounds. I don't want to like big myself up or. But if or it's if like it's that. if it's fact, you're not bigging yourself up, Sarah. You're just saying what you've done, right? Yeah, I f- yeah. I, I guess so. It's 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 difficult because it, I find this this is hard for me to say these words, but my business is made on how I work with my clients, right? So I, I, I'm, I don't do much marketing. Everything I do is word of mouth. So every single person is really important to me. And if I don't get a result, then I'm gonna keep working. Yeah. Right? That's how I think. <laughs> and if I've done the basics and I'm still not getting to the bottom of it, I will run testing, I'll get further advice. I want to have success with everybody I work with because I want them to feel better. And that's how I approach every client. And if I get stuck or I can't deliver, 
you know, I had that conversation in the outset and I'll pass on to somebody else, but you know, part of how I work is it's about a relationship. It's a bond, it's a connection I have with that client. And it's that bond, it's that trust. And when you can have that bond, you can have that trust, you can have that connection, then you can get results. And a part of the journey that we do together is we stay in contact, we have more than one session, and I work out where the problems are, what's not working, because where, where it's not working is where the results happen. That's really something that I always share with everyone I work with. Tell me what's not working for you. Why is it not working? What's going wrong? Why can't we fix that? Well, let's discuss it because I'm not going to get it right, first of all. Neither of us are. It's like a, it's a complete partnership. Yeah. You know? And so I feel like because I take that approach, everyone's unique, everyone's different. I, and I give my commitment to help them make change. And that's my commitment. And you know, if I don't do that, then I haven't done my job properly. And that's simply how I see it. So I feel like I should have a result with everybody I work with. That's that's how I feel. Yeah. And if I can't, if someone comes to me with a case that I feel really, that I feel concerned about, I won't take it on and I'll, and I'll put them in a place. I'll, I'll, I'll pass them on to somebody I know who has expert in that area. So I'll do things that I feel I can help with. If I can't, then I won't take it on. Mm. I hope that sort of answered your question yeah I think I just love like you genuinely care about helping people and I think that's why you're successful because it's not about it's I see so many people in business and their focus is on the sales the Mm. focus is on selling their product or service and being pushy and God, no one likes being sold to. Like everybody hates it. We've all been yeah. in a we've all been in a shop, and the assistants come over and ask us if they can help us, and and started you know interfering when actually you just kind of want to be left alone and and ready to make the decision when you're ready. And yeah. the difference with you is you just genuinely want to help and that's the difference when you know that someone's got you back and wants to help you it it's not about the selling it's about okay I've got a problem and Sarah's there to help me help me solve it ultimately and um you know I can speak for myself that that's that's definitely been my feeling and and I've no doubt that everyone else you've worked with totally feels the same um I think people like you were super important um, and that's why I'm always, I've told so many people about you and what oh, you do. Bless you, Daniel. You're, you're <clears throat> just wonderful. I'm quite emotional now. <laughs> Bless you. But I have because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm still on, I'm still on this journey. And what I've realised is that looking after, looking after my health, isn't something that I am just gonna focus on for a certain period of time it's a journey it's it's a daily thing it's forever it's forever now it's something that I'm always gonna pay attention to and yes there's gonna be times where I don't get it right and you know I you know I slip up or Maybe I am looking at my phone first thing in the morning and checking Instagram and checking my calendar. 
and <laughs> but I'm not gonna you know what I've stopped doing is really beating myself up about that sort of stuff and and I know now what I need to do when things aren't when things don't feel right yeah and, and I think you, sorry, I think you've answered it yourself like you're aware I think that's it you have complete awareness and I always talk about this you know it's it's not always about making the right decisions or the wrong decisions it's about being aware of the decisions you'll make fully making that choice and knowing if that decision is going to have a bad or negative impact on you so you know sometimes you're going to get up and look at your phone and you know you shouldn't do it but tomorrow you may not <laughs> yeah but that's okay yeah but, um yeah that awareness Sorry, I interrupted you. no yeah. no you didn't no not at all it is it is that awareness and I didn't have that before yeah, and you've made such an important point as well, and that you know every day is about optimizing our health to to be better, be stronger. And I always look at every meal and I go, okay, so if you think about I, when I say meal, anything that's filling you up, so it could be you know books you're reading, the news. If the news takes it takes away from you, don't watch it. But everything you do is about making that next moment bigger, stronger, brighter, right? And if we live like that, every little bit will help for tomorrow. And if you did three little bits every day, by the end of the month, how many little three bits are there? Loads yeah, of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I listened to um, Jim Rohn and he, he, I mean, he talks so much about mindset, mindset and entrepreneurship and, you just reminded me about one of the things that he said in, in um, an audio book I was listening to. He was saying, you know, if you, you eat a chocolate bar and you eat it once that day, you're probably not going to notice. But if you eat a chocolate bar again the next day and the next day, and he said, you know, give it six months, give it 12 no- months, you'll see the impact of eating a chocolate yeah. bar. And he said, if you do that with an apple, you know, you, you probably won't pay attention and see even the, the difference in the day, the week, etc. But if you do that for a year, you know, you'll see the impact. And it's the same with everything you do, whether it's, you know, going for a walk or, you know, reading a bit of a book. It's, it's those, making those tiny decisions that will have a positive impact over a long period of time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely it. And it's it's those small decisions that are easy, right? It's, it's like, that's why it's doing things in the balance to how you currently live. It's not about deprivation. It's not about feeling like you're, you know, you're having things taking away from you. It's about giving you things that you're putting back in. And I, you know, I, one of the comments I get a lot from people is, oh, it was actually quite easy to do what you asked me to do. <laughs> and that's the point, right? Because yeah. if it's not easy, you're not going to do it. No, no, not at all. Yeah. And, it, and at the heart of all of this is we have to feel good about ourselves because if we don't feel good, we can't make change. And I feel like, you know, a part of everything is about accepting where you are today and that one step you change. One thing every day, 
it will make you feel better and feel good about it you know it's yeah um thank you yes. awesome advice great advice thank you um are you listening to any podcasts yourself at the moment obviously apart from um, this this particular oh my one. gosh I just listened to yeah obviously <laughs> all of yours um I listened a lot to David Huberman um and Andrew Huberman sorry Andrew and, Huberman and he, okay yeah he's a neuroscientist phenomenal his latest podcast on um uh gratitude was uh immense like groundbreaking like uh and um so really it 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 made a lot of sense what he was saying but he was talking a lot about you know the impacts of gratitude on mental health and reducing anxiety which I think we were all aware of but he was talking about the type of practice that you do and it can be as minute it can be as quick as one to five minutes a day of looking at a story or or a situation where you have experienced great gratitude and revisiting that story is enough to help boost um, and change how your brain is functioning, to reduce that fear complex, reduce that anxiety. He says it much more eloquently and much more scientifically (laughs) than I do. But it was uh, absolutely amazing. amazing. Wow. So go and listen to that. I mean, every... I, I'm getting everyone to listen to that. Yeah. Okay. No, that sounds awesome. I will check that out and I'll add that to the show notes as well. Cause I think it's only right that um, our listeners get a chance to check that out as well. Um, yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. So where can people find you online if they want to reach out, Sarah? Um, I, you can find me on Sarah Bayless Nutrition co.uk had to remember what my website was (laughs) or I'm on Instagram as Sarah Bayless underscore nutrition okay I think that's it it's Um, okay we'll get all those in the show notes as well so you can find me on there yeah if you have got any questions reach out I mean I'm happy to ask you know answer any questions you know so if anyone has anything they want to I don't know share yeah Yeah. message right amazing there you go Thank you so much for coming on today and talking to me. Um, it's It's been a pleasure. It really has. Oh, Dania, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I mean, I feel absolutely honoured that you've invited me and have me here today. And thank you for sharing this space with me and also for being such a wonderful client. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so oh, much. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Pleasure, thank you.